Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back. I love having our family here and listening to the messages that, you know, God has to share with us today. Uh, Quickly, before we get in, because I forgot last time I'm going to pray. Thank you, Father God, for waking us up this morning, for sharing your grace and your mercy and your love with us every single day. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us, for our sins, even though we know we didn't deserve it. Your love, Almighty, is the only thing that is never-ending and never puts weight on us. Lord, I pray that in this time, we are able to transform our lives, transform ourselves, and become a more better and more loving and more enthusiastic and optimistic and peaceful person in you God and that you'll really work in us to help us with our mindsets and help us with whatever it is that the purpose you put on this planet for us is in Jesus name I pray may we have a great day amen all right guys so I was looking at you know what I should talk about and One of the things that I really wanted to work on was goals, like setting goals and intentionality and really going in and, (coughs) excuse me, God bless, (laughs) sorry, sorry. Um, back to that, it was really about getting, you know, goals and intentionality and putting, you know, set steps in your way to make sure that you go the path that God wants you to go. Because, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do and what's in my heart and I know what I need to do to get there. But sometimes I just I don't put enough um, practice into it and I'm just thinking about it all the time. But, you know, when you just think about things, nothing really gets done. And so I was just like, okay, so God, what do you want me to talk about? And then I was just like setting goals. So we talked about accountability and how to keep yourself accountable. But now we're going to use that to set personal goals by faith. And I got this message. I'm literally verbatim speaking what he said. Maybe I'll add like an anecdote or two from myself. But these are notes that I took from Pastor Rick Warren's How to Set Personal Goals by Faith message. If you want, you can totally watch it on YouTube. It's a really great message. He's super funny, um, really charismatic. And so it's it's entertaining to watch. Um, but If you want to, you can just keep listening to me and I'll let you know what I've learned and how I plan on using this. Um, So the first thing that he starts to talk about is the type of learners that we are. And he was talking about, you know, how there's auditory learners. You listen to something and you're able to pick it up and you're able to learn from it. Um, And that's what most preaching is, is auditory learning. Um, Then there's visual learners. You watch a video and you see how it's done and then you learn from it. And um, that helps with like presentations and, you know, um, like if you're learning origami, for instance, you watch a video on YouTube and you figure out how they do it and you copy it. Um, whereas auditory learners, they'll just be like, okay, fold the left corner to the right on the top, uh, down an inch, and they'll be able to do it like that. Um, then there's people that learn through reading. So they'll read the Bible and they'll learn it, uh, right away. And they'll be able to pick up on that kind of stuff really fast. And then there's oratory learners, you know, they listen, um, they, they learn through talking, sorry. They learn through talking 
and speaking in conversation and so that helps in like small groups and stuff like that so when you're going back and forth and this person's like well I think it means this and then you're like okay I think it means this and then you come up with a general idea and you share it and you know share personal experiences stuff like that and then he made this joke about if you're not good at learning through hearing if you don't learn through reading if you don't learn through talking and you don't like talking and you don't like watching videos or watch uh learning through what you watch then that's called a man and i completely agree (laughs) men are kinetic learners and so this means that you work with your hands you learn how to do things just by going and doing it you don't need a manual you don't need someone to tell you how to do it you don't need um to talk about it or anything like that you just go in and you learn on it on the spot and all of these things put together is known as a campaign and the reason why he brought this up was because he read a study by i think it was the u.s navy that says that we forget 90 to 95 percent of what we learn in 72 hours i mean come on 90 to 95% of what we learned in 72 hours. That's insane. So we really only retain 5 to 10% of everything that we've ever learned from another person, from a book, from our teachers, whatever the case may be. 10 to 5%, 5 to 10%. That's insane. But that's why we have to write things down because studies have shown that when we write things down, we're more likely to remember what these things are. And so we have to hear, we have to read, we have to study, we have to memorize, we have to meditate and repeat. Hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, repeat. So that's basically the whole thing about setting goals, you know? Um, And some of the steps that he has in his personal goal set by faith was, um, this is in a message called 50 Days of Transformation. And so he said that we need to watch videos in our small groups and discuss what the videos mean to you. So, you know, if you don't have a partner, um, you can watch these videos with yourself and then write down notes. And then at the end of your notes, talk about what that meant to you. Um, Or, you know, you can have somebody with you, like a friend or a family member um to watch the videos with you and then just talk about it you know um really let the holy spirit sit in while you're watching these videos and then have a conversation you know so that we're putting every single learning type into progress and that way you'll learn something either way because you're learning all of them even if you don't know what your learning style is The next thing is to read 50 short daily inspirations. So every day for the next seven weeks, just really read an inspiration a day just so we can get that two minutes with God, you know, and and meditate on it. Just, wow, God loves me. Or one of the things that I was reading, um, it said, obviously we all know this, but if God is for me, then who could be against me? You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those things, they're really short, but reading them every day can be really empowering. And then the next thing is 
to listen to seven teachings. So that's basically the podcast. Listen to the seven podcasts on his 50 Days of Transformation or watch it on YouTube. Um, And then number five is memorize a Bible verse a week. And this really helps with knowing the Bible because, you know, in the Bible, David says that he meditates on the Bible, um, you know, every morning and he starts his morning like that and then throughout the day and then at night he ends his day like that you know so he's constantly thinking about God's word and when you have God's word in you it fills you enough and it fills you up completely to a point where when something that doesn't like it doesn't match with your spirit it's not going to coincide um and then the last part is to set a goal for the seven key areas of your life, you know, relationships with your family, your friends, um, people that you don't know, uh, your life goals, personal goals, you know, stuff like that. So set a personal goal for key areas in your life. Um, and then we're going to talk about what's actually in the video. <laughs> All right. So. The first question he asks is, why is it important to set goals for your life? And he gives us six reasons why it's so important to set goals for your life. And the thing he says before that is that making goals is basically setting the rest of your life to be the best. Because you're working towards something, you have a purpose, you're happy about it, you're passionate about it, you're going towards it. And you're achieving something. And that sense of achievement is going to feel so good in you. I promise. And so the six reasons in the Bible about goal setting. So the first one is that goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. So what he means by that is that God set goals and Jesus set goals. And so it's really important for us to be able to set goals. And what I mean by that, God was like, oh, you know, I set the sky here and I set the world here and I put the waters here and I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this now. And Jesus did the same thing. I'm going to heal this person and I'm going to go over here. Um, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to show these people exactly what I'm about. And it was really important for him to do that, to set goals and to let his disciples know that he set goals so that he can put himself in a place where he doesn't need to, you know, point out what it is that he's doing because he's already said it. He's already said, I'm going to do this. And then right after he does it and that puts him in a higher place in people's eyes because like wow this guy really goes after what he wants he does what he says he's gonna do that's a really good quality in a person and so what i'm gonna take you to is philippians 3 12 to 15 and it says not that i have already obtained all of this or that i've already arrived at my goal but i press on to take hold for that of which christ jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead pressing on towards the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in jesus christ all of us who are mature should take a view of these things and in on some point you think differently that too god will make clear to you 
I think this passage is beautiful. You know, it goes into talking about, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to get there yet. You know, I'm not there. I haven't reached my goal. But I keep on going to reach the person that God sent his son to reach, you know, that Jesus has put in me. And I don't consider myself to take hold of it. But, you know, I forget the past. I forget what people have done to me. I forget what I haven't done for myself. Each day is a new day in Christ. And I'm going to keep pushing forward to what's ahead, you know. And I'm going to keep running towards the goal that, that God has put for me. And then it says that all of us who are mature should take a view in such things. And if you think differently, that God will make it clear to you. That as long as you keep pushing towards God, he'll show you and he'll change your heart to have you focus on what's truly important. Not on what's already happened, but what you can accomplish. Because you never stop reaching potential. As soon as you think you've reached it, there's another level that you can go to. And the only way you're going to go to that is if you set goals for yourself to move forward enough that, you know, Christ will just be like, yeah, here's the next step. You've done what I've told you to do before. You've done well, my son, my daughter. Let's go. Let's let's keep going, you know. And I think that's really important, you know, and it says those of you who are mature. Some of us aren't spiritually mature enough to set goals that are, you know, um, tedious for ourselves and that's fine if you're not there yet you're not there yet but maybe set like small goals goals can be daily they can be hourly they can be weekly they don't have to be big life goals just yet just figure out what you're gonna do for today and then let god reveal the rest to you later so the thing is that in this passage it says my goal the goal you know god's goal and these are some really important terminologies you know it's god's goal but it's the goal but it's my goal and so they're all one they're all wrapped into one so there's one thing that um pastor rick warren said was that there's two ways to go through life by design or by default. You can either decide for yourself what you're going to do or someone else will decide for you. And if you're not living, then you're just reacting. And I deeply, deeply resonated with this because I was just like, wow, if you're not living, you're reacting. And that's so true because we think that, you know, we're living our best lives and we're doing this and we're doing that. But in fact, we're just reacting to what everyone else is doing and that doesn't make it healthy you know we want to be able to make steps for ourselves we want to be able to know that god has set us forward to do something amazing and that we're not just taking orders from somebody who is going to mess up their own lives i'm sure it's like not going to take orders from somebody who doesn't know where they're going you know because then i'm going to be completely lost it's like following a car who's just swerving in the middle of lanes going nowhere Um, and so I would rather do something important with that, you know? And so the next statement 
part number two. So part number one was goal setting as a spiritual um, responsibility. Number two, goals are a statement of faith. So what he means by that is that the bigger your goal, the more it stretches your faith. And it, it allows you to have a spiritual habit of continuously, you know, reaching for God and reaching for something bigger and, you know, being in that place where you have faith in God and you trust in him more and more and that really grows inside you and something else that he said was that if you have no goals you have no risk and if you have no risk you have no faith because if you're not risking anything if you're staying in the safe zone then God has no reason for you to have faith because you already know how things are going to turn out faith is following without being able to see where you're going you know, and God knows where you're going. God knows where he's going. And so having faith and putting goals and having risk, they all intertwine. And I'll read you Ephesians 3.20. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask for or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Now... To him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine. Let the size of our God determine the size of our goals. You know, he can do more than we ever think or imagine. Because his power is at work within us. You know, we have that. We have that option. We have that opportunity. Nothing is too far away for God to make possible. But the two mistakes in goal setting that we tend to have is that we set our goals too low and we try to achieve them too quickly or we try to achieve them too quickly. You know, um, like we can we can overestimate what we do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10. And this is verbatim, like everything is basically verbatim, verbatim, sorry, to Pastor Rick Warren's message. And so all of this can be found in his YouTube video, um, Making Goals Through Faith. And something he said was that dreaming doesn't cost anything. And we think that people are going to that people that are chasing their dreams are throwing away their money. But dreaming doesn't cost anything. Setting goals doesn't cost anything. All you have to do is set them. And then afterwards, you know, depending on what your goal is, it may cost something. <laughs> like if you're trying to start a business, obviously you have to get investors. You have to put money in yourself. Um, but God will get you that money. He will make sure that you've got what you need if that's what he put you for. You know, you can set one big goal for your life and spend the rest of your life and time going after it. That's fine. Or you can set a bunch of little goals to set steps uh, towards, you know, whatever God is asking you to do. But the difference between a dream and a goal is that goals have a deadline. Dreams don't have deadlines. And that's something that we need to take into account when we set goals. You know, how long do we want to be able to reach this goal? How far away 
are we going to wait in order to achieve this goal? How long do you think it will take me to achieve the goal? You know, don't set your standards too low, but also give yourself time to be able to reach them. I'm going to read from Matthew 9.29, and it says, When he touched you, their eyes said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. You get to choose how much God blesses you. It says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. God allows us to choose how much we're going to be blessed because we choose how much faith we're going to have. <laughs> like the other day, I was going through it. I had waited from June to the deadline of when my tuition was supposed to be due um we had to get the house refinanced and so my mom couldn't co-sign a loan for my bank in order to um pay the rest of the tuition off for school um I was really stressed about it but then I was just like okay I'll leave it be because I got hives and I was not trying to deal with the hives so I put my faith in God and I was like okay I'm gonna let you handle this I'm not gonna keep trying to pay for it myself I'm gonna let you deal with it so after that the house got refinanced everything got processed within like a month and a half and so it's like the end of july and um i'm like okay mom can we can we co-sign this loan and for some reason it just kept slipping my mind and slipping her mind and we were like okay after this after this after this and we kept putting it off and then august came oh my goodness so i think it was like july 31st or august 1st or something like that and I was looking at my bank and then I just called them and I was like, okay, so how long do I have to wait to purchase, I mean, to pay back um, the loan and what's your APR? And so that's like the interest rate basically. So he was like, oh, so do you already have a loan taken out with us? And I was like, no. And then he said, oh, we don't allow loans to be taken out for school after July 1st. And I was like, no way. I waited this long to get a loan from my bank that denied me because I needed a cosigner and I can't even get it because apparently I waited too long <laughs> and it really frustrated me at first because I was like what the heck like I really need this loan but then I was like okay well I can take a loan out with somebody else and so I went literally to any place I even went to Sally May and Sally May's interest rates are so high they won't stop emailing me they won't stop calling me and it's really frustrating but I got denied for that loan my mom tried co-signing she got denied with me my dad tried co-signing we've gotten denied basically all around I even had my grandmother try and she got declined and the one loan that I did not want to take out so my school has this thing called a parent plus loan and what they do is that if you get denied for the Parent PLUS loan, you get awarded $2,000 <clears throat> extra dollars towards your tuition payment because you got denied for the Parent PLUS loan. And I was like, we've been denied for all these other loans. There's no way we're going to get accepted for this one loan. <clears throat> and the reason I didn't want to get this loan was because it was originally for $16,000 and it was a loan on my parents, not on me. And I'm the one who's supposed to be paying for my tuition, you know, and I didn't want to put that burden on them. But my mom, she went through, she applied for the Parent PLUS loan and it got accepted. Of course, we put it for a much less like the amount that we needed exactly for my school. But 
the fact that we got accepted for the loan that I did not want to take out against my parents and we got denied for every other loan that there was I was just I was so upset at God and I was like I yelled at him and I told him a bunch of stuff that you know isn't true and I was just I was so mad and then I picked myself up after like maybe an hour or two of being upset and crying and I was just like okay thank you <laughs> you know because at least my tuition is paid everything's fine now um but yeah that that really stretched my faith you know waiting two and some change months in order to pay my tuition off for a school I really wanted to go to um and that God blessed me with the first year. And so I was able to be like, okay, God, <laughs> you took it down from 21000 to 7500 And then it went from 7500 to a little over 6000 And then 6000 to a little over, you know, 4500 I think it was. Or a little under 4500 And I was like, okay, you've gotten me this far. But now I need the rest. And when it didn't happen the way that I wanted it to happen, I got upset. But of course, it stretched my faith. I was able to get blessed in that way. My parent wasn't upset. She was fine with it. She was happy with it because, you know, I got to go to school and she definitely didn't want me dropping out. Um, so it's a great thing to be able to choose how much God can bless you as long as you put your faith in him. Something Rick Warren also said, you know, obviously because this whole thing is from him, he said, don't be afraid to rock the boat if Jesus is your captain. I don't know if you guys remember the story. Um, it was after the loaves and the bread in one of the four um, chapters written by the disciples. It basically was like, okay, well, there was a storm and Jesus was sleeping at the bottom and the storm was raging so hard that they were going to die. But then Jesus got up there and calmed the storms. Moral of the story, Jesus was on the boat and he was like, why are you guys so afraid? Just tell it to stop. <laughs> and he's like, don't be afraid to do something terrifying when you don't think you'll get the result you want because Jesus is your captain. Jesus will be able to provide you with whatever you need, you know? And so part one, goal setting is a spiritual responsibility. Part two, goals stretch your faith. Part three, goals focus your energy. And this is really, really important because personally, I have so much energy that I don't know what to do with, but... When I have something that I want and that I'm going after, all of my energy pours into that. Granted, afterwards, I feel like I drained myself, but <laughs> all my energy goes towards that one thing. And it's so good because it's like selection is the name of the game and focus is the key. So you get to pick what it is that you're doing and focus is the way that you get through it. And he used an example of the sun. The sun's energy, you know, gives us light, gives us warmth, but it doesn't burn up the, the whole planet, you know. Um, but if you grab a magnifying glass and you put it to one section like a leaf or 
if if you heard a bug i'm sorry like that's just sad but a bug <laughs> um like they didn't like a bug's life or something like that then the sun's energy becomes a laser and it starts a fire so we need to live a laser focused life you know we can invest in something which will outlast ourselves put in enough for our kids put in enough for the people that we help put in enough for our families or whatever the case may be you know invest in something that outlasts you and do what matters the most you know and forget everything else forget all the other circumstances forget what doesn't make sense forget those people who don't believe in you forget those everything else that that doesn't matter you know god is like this is gonna happen then it's gonna happen um the next thing that i'm gonna take you to is first corinthians 9 26 so first corinthians 9 26 says therefore i do not run like someone running aimlessly i do not fight like a boxer beating the air And this means, basically, I'm not playing around, I need to win. (laughs) I'm not going to hit something that isn't there, and I'm not going to run like I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to win. I'm going to get where I need to get, and I'm going to be able to be there because I'm not playing around. You know, I have something that I'm working towards. And then the fourth one. So first, spiritual responsibility. Second, stretches your faith. Third, focuses my energy. Fourth, goals keep you going. I don't know about you, but when I was depressed, you know, I didn't really want to wake up in the morning because I was already telling myself, this isn't going to be a good day. I have nothing to wake up for. This is horrible. I hate going to school. I hate these people. But ever since I got to school, Every morning that I'd wake up, it gives me hope because I know what I'm working towards. Pastor Rick Warren said, you know, if you're going through hell, keep going because you don't want to get comfortable and make yourself a home in hell. That's not it. That's not what we're going towards, you know, and goals, they're able to get us out of bed in the morning. They're able to put us on to a path that really helps us and and pulls us towards what god meant for us and so i'm gonna read from job 6 11 and it says what strength do i have that i should still have hope what prospects that i should be patient um he gave an example of holocaust survivors and so holocaust survivors that lived past um getting released and and being in society again after the atrocities that happened to them they had something to look forward to they had hope they had family they had friends they had maybe a job waiting they had you know things that they could look forward to but the people that died the people that didn't make it they didn't have any hope you know they didn't have any family they didn't have anything to work towards they didn't have this feeling and sensation of freedom that they were given back, you know? Not given, because honestly, what happened? They shouldn't have been given back their freedom. They should have never lost it. But 
the moral of the story is that when you have something to hold on to, when you have something to believe in, when you have something to love, it keeps you going. It keeps you alive. You know, long-term goals keep you from giving up at short-term setbacks. So for them, living in order to teach their children how to survive, living in order to build a life for themselves, that kept them from giving up a short-term setbacks like prejudice or anything that happened after. Personally, I wouldn't understand because I didn't live in that time. But I think that's really important to remember. You know, long-term goals keep you from giving up at short-term setbacks. And that's part of the things that people who are depressed don't understand. You know, a lot of people say, oh, uh, don't have a permanent solution for a temporary problem. This is it. Have long-term goals and it'll keep you from short-term setbacks. And what I mean by short-term setbacks is, you know, those people that speak speak negatively into your life, they are a setback. The people that bully you or treat you like crap they are a setback because at the end of the day the only reason why they're doing that to you is because they feel like they can't move forward and they have nothing to focus on and they're hurting you know so make sure to not allow those short-term setbacks to keep you from going to where god wants you to go where god wants to bring you another thing is that You know, you can't succeed in life without failure. Something that um, Einstein said, I think it was Einstein, that said, um, I haven't found, I haven't failed a hundred times. I've just found a hundred ways that don't work. So learn to fail fast. You know, many small steps help you achieve big goals. So even if those things don't work out, it's not failure, it's an education. It helped you learn something. Something that didn't work, but it helped you learn something valuable. And everything you learn from is valuable, you know? So first, it keeps... uh, Faith is... (laughs) Setting goals is a spiritual responsibility. The second one is that setting goals stretches my faith. The third one is that setting goals um, focuses my energy. The fourth one is that setting goals keeps me going. Now, the fifth one is that setting goals builds my character. The biggest benefit to reaching your goal is the transformation from the inside. And I mean, shoot, we're all going through a transformation right now with this COVID, with all the wars that are going on, with all the culture, um, you know, being stomped on and, and the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, what's happening with immigration. And it's just all so overwhelming and it is a period of transformation where people's eyes are really being open to what's going on if they weren't already open and so what better time to focus on transformation than a time that is transforming you anyways so setting goals really puts a transformation on the inside because it builds resilience it builds character it builds um you know, responsibility, it builds your attitude and your optimism, all those things we talked about in accountability, you know? And while I work on the goals, God works on me. And that's 
important too because allowing God to work on you even while you're doing your goals, even if you don't even realize that they're happening, I mean, that's something great to work towards. And so I'm going to read from uh, Philippians 3.12. And this is uh, from the page that we just read from um, while we were talking about Stretches My Faith. Um, I think it was Stretches My Faith, but we read this already. It said, not that I have already obtained this or that I have already arrived at my goal, but I pressed on to take hold of that of which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You are never going to be the person God wants you to be until you intend to be that person. You're never going to reach the person that God has brought you on this planet to reach. If you don't even want it, you have to want it. You have to intend to be that person. And personally, that's why I'm working on intentionality right now. You know, that's a skill that I want to obtain. I want to be intentional about who God wants me to be. I want to be intentional about doing things every day that I say I'm going to do. And I want to keep myself accountable for it. So number six, God's good goals will be rewarded. Sorry, good goals will be rewarded. There's one message um, that says that people will reward your goal, like will reward your good deeds. I think it was Proverbs. Just one moment. I'm going to find it. Um, But it's. Basically, that people will on earth will reward you because of what you've done through your setting of goals and what you've accomplished. And God will reward you by heaven. Because when you give your life to a good gold, it builds a legacy on earth. In Proverbs eleven twenty seven, it says, Whoever seeks good will find favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. So if you're looking for good, you find favor. If you look for evil, you're going to find evil. <laughs> like that's that's bound to happen. And then there's another one in 1 Corinthians um 9:25. Just one moment while I look for that. And it says everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Everyone who completes Sorry, who competes in the game goes into strict training. You don't win a marathon by (laughs) just going to the marathon without training. I mean, I think there's only like one person that I've ever heard a story from who said that he ran a marathon and he didn't even train. Um, But, you know, good for him. I don't think I could do it. (laughs) You know, but God puts us through this strict training so that we're able to fight these battles we're able to gain stronger mentality physicality spirituality all of it and it's important for us to set good goals because not every goal is a good goal you know god's not gonna bless i just want to be rich and i want to live in a big house and i want to have a lot of women or i want to have a lot of men and that's it you know he wants us to do something with it he says feed the hungry clothe the orphans you know take care of the widows those are things that he wants us to be able to do and that's why you know i guess 
there's a lot of change in the capitalist industry with B corporations and with social enterprises and stuff like that and in nonprofits because it's important for people to put people at the center. And so those were the six goals. Um, the six reasons in the Bible why goal setting is by faith is important. Um, and so the next thing we're going to talk about are three questions for goal setting. You know, how do you set goals? What do you need to set goals? And so the first question is, will this goal honor God? Any goal that serves or loves or draws you closer to God, those are goals that honor God. The second question is, is this goal motivated by love? I've mentioned this before, but I always ask God to have me love the way that he loves because it's so important for us to put love at the center of everything that we do. If we set loveless goals, we treat people as projects. And people aren't projects. They're people. They're human beings, regardless of what they've done. You know, forgiveness is key. Love is key. Love is at the center of everything that works. Because something that I think about a lot when I watch shows about kings that are fearful or that are feared um, or, you know, dictators or anything like that from history or even now, you know, hate and and fear only last a moment until the next person who's even more that spreads even more hate or you know is even more feared comes along but love people are willing to die for the people that they love for the for the reasons that they love you know people are willing to do whatever it takes for love and that's really what bonds people together. And then the last part about is this goal motivated by love is it's not about accomplishments, it's about relationships. You know, and something really important in the business world is what can I do for you? How can I serve you? It's about building good relationships with these people so that you can come back to them if you need anything. It's not just about stepping over people to get what you want. Because at that point, You'll have nobody in your corner. You'll be all alone and you're not making any money because people don't want to be in business with you. And then question number three, will this goal require depending on God? Will this goal require depending on God? I'm going to take you to Romans 14, 23. And I'm going to read from there really quick. It says, but whoever doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin so when you're not depending on god when your goal is not um able to have god at the center and being like okay god i'm gonna give this to you this is what i want to do i'm gonna go i'm gonna start making these steps happen um you know i need this and and I know you're going to provide for me, so I'm going to let you handle that. I'm going to do what you asked me to do. If it doesn't require faith, then it's it's not worth it. It's a sin. Personally, I think not necessarily a sin, but just it doesn't require you to get closer to God. And it won't honor God. 
And that's basically question number one out the window. <laughs> um, so the three things that we need, you know, to reach these goals is I need God's spirit to empower me. I need God's word to guide me. And I need God's people to support me. You know, it's important for the spirit to be in you so that you don't get dwindled. You don't get sent back from small setbacks or you don't get disappointed um, and think that you failed, you know, because as I've mentioned before, it's not failure, it's learn. And then the second thing, I need God's word to guide me. God's word tells you what you need to do. It tells you how you need to act. It tells you what you need to put forth, you know, and that allows you to know what your next step should be. And then I need God's people to support me. There is always a need for a, a team to achieve your dreams. You know, because you can't do it alone. If you think that you can do it alone, then you think that you know everything. And honestly, nobody knows everything. You may know a little something about a lot of things, but you don't know everything. There's at least someone that knows something better than you do. If you think that you know accounting and you're trying to do your own accounting, but then you end up messing up the books, clearly you need an accountant, right? And that's a part of your team. So we need God's people to support you. It's important who you have around you. Know that that person is there to support your goals, support your dreams, support your vision, and not there to tear it down. And so that's the end of Setting Goals by Faith by Pastor Rick Warren. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope that you took notes and that you were able to learn from this and experience something amazing because I know that when I watched this message, I was very touched by it. Now I'm setting my own goals, their daily goals, you know, starting off small. Um, but they're there <laughs> and they're helping me. So I really hope that this message touched you guys. I'm going to pray out. Father God, Thank you for giving us the power to set goals. Thank you for allowing us to pick how much we get to get blessed. Thank you for being there, for setting your people there. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for giving us choices. Thank you for giving us love, forgiveness, mercy, all of those things, God. Thank you for teaching us every single day what it is to be like you. And I pray, Lord, that as these days move forward, that we watch those videos, encourage ourselves, speak about your word, dive in, memorize your Bible so that we can get closer to you, so that we can dwell on it evening, morning, during the day, so that we can fill up ourselves, our spirits, our hearts, our minds with you, Father, and kick out what the world is trying to tear us down with. God, I pray through your spirit, through your love, that we are able to move forward every single day, that we have hope, that we stretch our faith, and that we are able to push ourselves as far as we can go, God, and that we encourage other people to do the same. Not that we force it on them, but that they see how well that we're doing, that they just ask, and we're able to reply, God, it was you. In Jesus' name, with every ounce of love that I have in my heart, I pray, amen. I hope you guys have a great, great, great week, a great day, an amazing rest of your time. Um, I love you. Thank you for being a part of this family, and I will talk to you guys soon.